making the world a better place for cats. This is the Cat Show Podcast, hosted by the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman. Hi there, I'm so grateful to have you join me. A quick shout out to the cat crew at Cat Pad Enclosures, who are VIP patrons of Cat Mama. It's the help of people like these guys that I can keep working on making the world a better place for all cats. So thank you so very much. I was given a fantastic Mother's Day present. It's a book called Puss Week, A Cat's Guide to Feline Empowerment. It's a great publication by Bexie McFly. And in this podcast, we talk about Puss Week, the magazine and the book for cats by cats. Let me read a little bit of the notice to humans so you get a feel for what this book and the magazine series is all about. Hello, human. How are you? I don't care. But listen, this book will definitely seem a little strange to you. And that's because you're a human and not a cat. Perhaps you thought this would be a cute book for a cat lover in your life. Or you thought it might help you gain insight into the mind of your cat. Both are technically correct. But you really shouldn't be reading this because it's not for you. This book is for your cat. And before you say what every human says, my cat can't read you, idiot. Well, you might just want to get your facts straight and learn who the real idiot is here. Of course, cats can read. They can do a lot of things you don't know about. Cats don't just sit around waiting for you to come home. Sure, they may sleep 18 hours a day, but the sleep is necessary to rest their overworked, highly intelligent minds. Now, that's the first couple of paragraphs in the book, and it goes on to tell you a little bit more about what the book is for and who it's for. And then there's also a notice to cats. And the thing with that is that it talks about what feline empowerment is and uh, all that sort of stuff. So it's very, very amusing. Now, in the book itself, too, there's gossip and style. There's all sorts of different articles in there. It's got a horoscope. And I think one of my favorite things is the uh, centerfold, the fold-out centerfold, which is hilarious. The book also has uh, an article, which I thought was quite funny, called Is Catnip Making Your Face Look Stupid? So there's lots of really good little tips and tricks in here for cats. And it really is quite a funny read. So if you're a cat lover um, and you want to get this for your cat, so maybe even read it to them because, you know, cats like to be read too. Anyway, what I love about this publication is that the everyday human that reads it will get an insight into the way cats think, but it's done in such a fun, humorous way. It makes humans see the world from a cat's perspective. So let's get into the interview. Today, I'm very excited to have Bexy McFly with us. Now, Bexy has a fantastic range of magazines and a book that I was actually given called Puss Week, A Cat's Guide to Female Empowerment. Welcome, Hello. Bexy. Feline. <laughs> Feline. Well, I guess also female empowerment. I say female. It's been a long day today. Female feline empowerment. Well, there's a lot of feminine sort of energy with felines, I think. Yeah. So um, maybe it's just a slip of the tongue there. How are you going? Well, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. As you can see, there's a uh, cat on my head. <laughs> yes. Interesting <laughs> way to do Zoom meetings is having a cat on your head. That's for sure. Um, for those listening to the podcast, it's not a real cat. It's actually an animated cat, but it's very, very cool, <laughs> especially when you tilt your head and it almost falls off but hangs on. 
It's very cool. He's got good balance, this guy. It does have good balance. Now, tell me a little bit about Pussweet. How on earth did Pussweet come into being? I suppose um, just for those people that don't know what Pussweet is, it is a magazine for cats by cats, isn't it? Yes. So there are currently uh, seven issues of Puss Week. Yeah. Because I've only got two hands. Um, yeah, so it started as just, um, well, I did this uni assignment like years, a thousand years ago, and that was like to make it, my cats are actually fighting off camera, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's not unusual. <laughs> yeah, so I did this uni assignment like a thousand years ago that was like they they told us to create our own magazine we had to design it and everything they didn't say that we had to write it but because I'm um, passionate about writing as well I mm -hmm. wrote it and uh, it was really really dodgy actually I've got a, um, a copy of it here it's really dodgy ah, <laughs> that's the original original suite um, from a long long time ago but um and then I that was like I got top marks for that Lovely. Cool. But then I just kind of like let it sit for a while and yep. I always thought in the back of my mind it should be something, like I should do something with it and it was just always a niggling thing in the back of my mind. So um, in 2014 I decided I wanted to learn how to make an ebook because, you know, I'm a graphic designer and, mm -hmm. and that's one of the skills I didn't have yet. So, yeah, I decided to do that and then I thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity to put Puss Week on that um, as my like test book. So I uploaded it to um, iTunes, the, the mm -hmm. Apple iBooks. Yeah. And yeah, it went to number one within like 24 hours. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, maybe this is like a mistake or something. Like maybe uh, like there's some technical glitch or something. But um, no, it was, yeah, it was legit. So I was like, whoa, what is this? And then, um, yeah, and then I printed like a hundred copies and I went and sold them at the, um, the Cat Film Festival in Glebe and that sold out as well. And yeah, and then I just get like, a lot of interest in when's the next one and then when's the next one after that. And yeah, so it just sort of became, a, became my job now. So That's cool. And there's about two that come out each year, is that right? Yeah, it's supposed to be two a year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when there's no uh, life interruptions or <laughs> pandemics and things like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Perhaps um, you can have in your next one how cats have been able to cope with their humans being home mm -hmm. so often. Oh, yeah. It's still, trust me, it's definitely um, it's in the works. <laughs> so have, you, have you always had an affinity with cats? I have. I don't. I never really considered myself a cat, a crazy cat lady or anything. But people always used to, um, because I love cats. I've had them forever. I've always had cats in my life, um, and people have always given me like little cat presents and things like that. And anytime someone gave me like a coffee mug with a cat on it, and it, I don't know, I just seem to attract cats for some reason. And then, yeah, I think it's because I, I feel like I am a cat anyway. So. Yeah, I think um, it's just my destiny to be a cat lady. <laughs> Excellent. And you've got two cats of your own, haven't you? I do. Ollie and Trim, they're, well, they're both sleeping now after their rough fight. They're, um, <laughs> they're now, they're, they obviously help you write because I've noticed that both of those are listed in the book that I have um, as um, 
part of the the crew. So what yeah, are their yeah. jobs? So Ollie is the uh, the psychologist, yeah. and actually we 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 kind of joke that he's he's really wise. He's a wise old cat, and he yeah. when he looks at you, it's like he's looking into your soul, and he knows ah. he knows the secrets of the universe. Um, yeah, he's very very wise and deep thinking. But Trim uh, Trim is the sports writer because he's absolutely nuts and a little bit special, so <laughs> he's always um, running around trying new things. So. Yeah, he's very um, he's very good at helping me out with the book. And Ollie is Ollie's probably more he prefers to kind of sit on me while I'm writing, or sit on my computer, or basically interrupt the process. But so he's obviously helping quite a lot then. A lot, a lot. Yeah, wouldn't be able to do it without them either of them, by the sounds of it. No way, no way. <laughs> and I mean, the other cats who are the crew of Fuss Week are all cats that I've um, had or like loved and known throughout my life um noob especially noob is my original kitty um he passed away uh probably about 12 years ago now um and yeah i kind of just dedicated my work to him because i was going to ask you who noob was because your the book is actually dedicated to noob yeah and the first um the first issue of course week is dedicated to him as well um yeah he's kind of the reason why um, i did all this and um he kind of taught me how to how to see life from from his point of view and to, to live like he does so and that's kind of really the secret i think with felines or feline empowerment is that sometimes they need to find people like us that kind of get them so that we can help spread their message to the rest of the world, so to speak. Oh, I'm just there. I'm just the servant. I'm just the uh, the cat translator so that they can get their message out. So. <laughs> I to say, some of the, because obviously I've had a good read of the the, uh, the book, but I think some of my favourite ones, there was the one about um, catnip and... Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a photograph of like the before catnip and after catnip and it just made me crack up like it was so funny. And like oh, yeah, it's it's an it's an epidemic really. It, well it's it not is. quite a pandemic, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, just the way those humans try to hide it in their toys and like just the way it's written is fantastic. What about the mules? Like those catnip mice, they're just mules. They just carry the catnips, like they go through the mail and everything. It's just I know, I know. It's quite amazing. But there's <laughs> there's a lot of really good stuff. Like um, you know, the best places to pee and I mean it, it for anybody, anybody that knows cats, when you actually read it, um it, it's fantastic. And like, obviously I haven't read the magazines, but the book itself is is it's got a lot of really really interesting, um, thought provoking, very much from cat's perspective uh, sort of look at it. Um, the other one I really liked was the curtain, your cloak of invisibility. I oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody can see you behind a curtain, right? Like, oh, no, that's right. That's right. Even if your tail is sticking out and half your butt and like some of your feet, I mean, nobody can see you. It's well, if you can't see them, they can't see you. I think that's kind of that's the point. Works, yeah. Yeah. So where do you get your inspiration? Like, obviously, your cats are, are inspiring you, but mm-hmm. where does all, because there's a lot of content in that particular one, and I'm assuming the magazines are probably not too far away from it either. I mean, I love yeah. the fact that there's things like, um, where you've got the star signs in here. Yeah. Um, there's the, the sort of 
uh, agony aunt type things where you've got cats riding in with their problems and, yeah, and well, all that sort of thing. Exactly. So um, where, yeah. where does all the inspiration come from? Well, I'd say the initial inspiration comes from like trashy, trashy magazines. But mm-hmm. um, honestly, I'm just probably clinically insane. <laughs> um, I, when I say that I, I feel like I am a cat, it's because I really do. And it's, um, it's actually comes really naturally for me just to, you know, and I have, um, I have like a notebook where I just write things every bucket that just come to me, usually in the shower. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of ideas and um, just following my own cats around and yeah, really getting to know them. So. so being that you're very much a cat persona, did you enjoy the fact that COVID is everybody sort of shut home and chilling out and relaxing? <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of disturbing that my lifestyle hasn't changed at all. Yeah, it's you, like and you and me <laughs> both. Except that there are like more people around in my ha- in my house, so mm-hmm. like yeah, I, I really am valuing my alone time a lot more now. But um, yeah, no, I <laughs> nothing really changed for me. And in fact, now that people are like starting to go out again and things, I'm like, well, what excuse am I going to come up with now that I can't go out? Because yeah, that was. It's actually of- funny. I've heard a number of cat people say that recently. <laughs> They've, yeah, they, they're actually now going, oh, damn, I'll have to go out again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, oh. But it's winter, you know, so I might use that for my... Um, my That's right, exactly. Well. Got to keep him where it's warm. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I do, you, do you have a favourite part of your magazine that you just love writing, like it's just the first thing that you want to do? Well, the first thing I do in every single one is um, is the horoscopes. Because usually when I start the process of writing a new issue or a new book, um, I'm in a really bad mood because I, I just like, I get worked up about how it's not going to be good and I think, oh, it's not going to be funny and it's going to be terrible and I've just completely lost my sense of humour or whatever. So I'm always in a really bad mood when I start writing and you can see that because in the horoscopes, um, Benji, uh, the astrologer, He's pretty sassy and he just like, he pretty much just tells it like it is to every single horoscope. He's like, well, you suck. So, <laughs> yeah. So I find after that, after I've got out my frustrations with Benji, then um, probably the paparazzi is my favourite. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, I did like that. Um, A friend of mine and I, uh, we photograph a lot of cat shows and we're called the poor paparazzi. And uh, (laughs) so I I kind of get that uh, that's a really good thing to to be. But I I love the little stories that you make up with photographs. (laughs) It's great. Do you do all your own photography? I don't. I wish I could take photos like that. I wish. Um, No, I use some stock photography. I use, um, I've got a lot of photography photographer con- contacts contacts and, yep um, yeah friends who can take photos and a lot of people send in their photos actually oh that's um, cool yeah they email me their photos and yeah they're like oh here's a photo of my cat doing whatever a lot of uh, a lot of entries for the poor reading and um yeah just general like we, i like getting the uh, the slutty photos of cats <laughs> 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 so they're cats like you know they're all like spread eagle and mm-hmm. yeah looking a little bit less than um less than flattering in those <laughs> angles but yeah no i love them 
And where can people find Puss Week? Is it, have you got a website for it? Yeah, so pussweek.cat or if you go to pussweek.com, it'll redirect. Yeah, that's cool. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get um, like a shameless plug for Pussweek. Yeah. So you've kind um, of got yeah, seven so episodes, haven't you? Yeah, seven issues out, and um, so those are all available on pussweek.cat. Um, the books were published. These two books. Um, got yep. This week, A Cat's Guide to Feline Empowerment and a book called Cats Are the Worst by myself and um, my dear friend Megan Koch. She's an amazing illustrator. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so we created this together. And both of those are available on Amazon or Booktopia, um, basically anywhere you can get books. Cool. So, Tell us a little bit more about Cats Are the Worst. So, Cats of the Worst, it's probably the only PG-rated <laughs> book that I've ever written. And, um, yeah, it's it's good for kids because you've got kids. Um, Older kids? Yeah, I'd say, like, I mean, I, my son's one and he I read it to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could read it. Like, if your kid is old enough to read, then they'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. Not, I don't know, just, yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> not so what kidding. projects do you have in the pipeline at the moment? Or with a one-year-old and COVID, I suppose it's, it's probably been a bit of a tough time. It has been a very, very, very tough time with, um, yeah, having a baby and um, having a pandemic. It's, yeah, doing all of that and being all concentrated in one house. It's been um very very difficult so yeah not not really a lot of time left over to write anything but um i am working and i'm working on something nice and um special so i don't want excellent to, no, no spoilers oh, but we'll have to wait and see you'll have to let us know when it's uh out and about and, and happening i definitely will but um yeah very soon so. and how have your cats coped with the additional people in the house they hate it. They absolutely hate it. They've um, they just like because I've got my office separate. They just come into my office and they basically live here with me now. So and I don't blame them because I come in here just for my own. <laughs> Even if I've got no work to do, I'm just like I've got some work to do. I'm just going to go in my office. Yeah. Now, if um, any of your cat um, journalists could give some hu humans some advice as to um, you know, what they need to know, what would some of the advice be? Look, the number one, uh, number one piece of advice that cats, that I give, you know, that I've found out from cats that cats have taught me is that incessant meowing gets shit done, okay? So meow incessantly, anything you want in this life, you just gotta keep meowing, do it loud, be proud, and you will get what you want. Um, so humans need to start listening if their cats meow. Yeah, and I mean, if you are a human, um, you know, and you want something, don't be shy. Just go out and start meowing really loudly. And sooner or later, people will just get so annoyed that they just have to give you what you want. It's like, you know, your cat meows and meows and meows and it's like, oh, my God, shut up. So <laughs> give them whatever they want and they shut up. So that's the top lesson from cats. Um, secondly, just you know, beauty sleep is the most important thing. A lot, a lot of, a lot of sleep. 
Yes, nothing that's very happen. true. Nothing good happens when you haven't had a good sleep. So. That's true. Do you think humans should perhaps um, be a little bit more mindful so that the cats don't have to meow so much? They should. I mean, they should constantly be observing um, what their cat needs. They shouldn't ever do their own thing, okay? You should never be so selfish as to, you know, think about your own needs like going to the bathroom or eating lunch or anything at all. You should always be like on your cat's beck and call. It should be just be like, okay, oh, my cat looks like he's a little bit uncomfortable. I might just adjust that pillow behind him or you know oh i'm sitting on this chair and my cat wants to sit on my lap now i cannot move forever because i, I just have to wait for him so really i actually that find that a perfect excuse not to go anywhere if someone is working for me and they say oh, i'm sorry i'm late today my cat wanted a cuddle i'm like well that's perfectly reasonable excuse because yeah i mean what can you do now, you have a new-ish baby, one-year-old, did you say it was? One, yes. Yeah. So how is, what, what are your cats teaching him as a new human? He's <laughs> teaching him not to be such a grabby hand. Um, yeah, he has very, with small humans are always grabbing things and um, they always have sticky hands for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't figured out why, but yeah, their hands are always disgusting and sticky and gross. And yeah, cats do not appreciate this at all. And yeah, um, I also have to say that having a human baby is very, very different from having a cat. I basically thought when I was pregnant that I would just be giving birth to a more demanding cat. But um, <laughs> no, it's, they, they certainly are a different type of creature, those babies, that's for sure. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Have you and, done? Um, I think he, I think the cats have taught him um, not to not to play in the litter box. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a very good thing. Is there um uh, like how have you actually found it bringing a baby home into a house of cats though? Because obviously the cats have mm. got the um are the most important people in the house. They are. Have you, have you I mean, found it easy to to integrate them? Yes, or they no. And the one cat, Ollie, Ollie, who I thought would be like the, you know, more maternal figure, I thought that he would be all over the baby and just being obsessive, but he doesn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> um, Trim, on the other hand, who I thought would just disappear for the next 18 years, has basically just jumped in as the babysitter and he loves the baby. So, um yeah, it's really high. It was, it's really, you know, it's interesting to see how they've both reacted to the baby. Um, yeah, I mean, he will, like, tug at their fur and try and I'm teaching him to pat them softly. But, um, yeah, they just, yeah, well, Trim especially, he'll, he'll just take whatever he can get. So it's really sweet, actually. And the baby will cry and he'll run up the stairs and wait outside his... Um, Aww. It's really cute. So. That is cute. I have um, one of our cats when I'm photographing kids, particularly mm. sort of just at that sitting up stage, that sort of nine month, six yeah. to nine month where they just start to sit up. Um, he'll sort of, they, they don't have a lot of time that they'll, you can have their attention and they're happy and everything. So mm. Bruce will often come into the, my studio space and he'll walk down to the child sort of smooge behind them and then walk straight back to me and I'm often sort of sitting down on the ground at their level yeah. and will actually sit on top of me to get their attention. 
So he's actually a very, very handy cat studio um, assistant. Maybe we can hire him because some of our, um, does he do cats as well? Because some of our cats, um, they don't pose properly when we want them to. Ah, so. uh, well, see, I'm a cat photographer, so I know all the tricks. But, um, yeah. but yes, Bruce is, um, he does help when I'm photographing other family cats. He, he comes and assists. Um, but quite often the other cats that come in when I'm photographing cats in our studio, he, yeah, they're not very happy to have him there. So well, they might it's like to be the centre of attention and everything. So yeah. it's understandable. And plus model, cat models are, you know, by their very nature, very uh, diva-esque. So they are quite diva-esque. Even more so exactly than normal cats. So. Exactly, that's right. And you kind of do have to allow them the time to, you know, be ready for their close-up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got to have their whole process going. Well, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, before we finish today, is there anything else that you would like to say to my cat community out there about cats or your magazines or anything in general? Um, I guess I just want to say thank you for um, embracing cats the, the way that you have and um, just keep on being cat lovers and you know take good care of your cats and um you know all the all the stuff you know i i think um you know especially in australia there's a lot of um there's a lot of bad press about like feral cats and things like that so i think you know together we can all sort of like bring more awareness about cats that need to be trapped and neutered and well, take T and R. I spend a lot of time. In yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the more awareness there is in general, the better. I think for me, Puss Week is about that awareness, about um, put, sort of putting humans into the minds of cats, so that it's not, it doesn't feel so foreign. Because even yes. if you're a person who hates cats, and I've had a lot of um, feedback from people who hate cats, but they love Puss Week because they just think, you know, it's hilarious actually seeing how similar those people are to cats. Because, yes. You know. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I you might be more get it. Yes, it's a bit like holding a mirror up to some of them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more because that's, um, I actually think there's a lot of different groups around the place and 90% of the time we all agree that we just want to make the world a better place for cats and it's that exactly. little 10% of things that we disagree on that stops us from actually uh, being able to um, come together and, and help them out. Exactly, so, and I think that's what feline empowerment is about too. I mean, I think all cat lovers need to be... Um, we need to look out, look out for each other. I, I see, you know, I go to a lot of cat events and, I, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there are a lot of different kinds of people in the industry and I think some people can get very competitive or, you know, there's a lot of um, temptation to sort of, you know, not get along maybe because maybe because we're all cats but, um, yeah. but at the same time it's like I, I really feel like we just all need to sort of, take a step back and go, look, we're all looking out for the same thing. We're all looking out for the well-being of cats. So, yeah, just, guys. Work together. <laughs> Collaboration together. is much better than competition, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, like in, you know, Hollywood or the women, you know, in women, just feminism in general is just women taking care of each other. So, exactly. you know, it's the same for cats. So we need to just all, you know, keep the bigger picture in mind. And 
Could not agree with you more. <laughs> and that's a perfect ending to our um, interview today. So, uh, Betsy, I hope I didn't babble too much. <laughs> you know you were fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. It was and whenever, yes, and stroke that cat. <laughs> And um, when you get whatever your next project is uh, happening, give me a yell. I'd love to have you back on again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. No Thank problem. You. I love talking to you. I love talking about cats to people who listen. And, you know, no one around me wants to talk about cats this much, so it's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks so much, Bexy. I love your energy and the way you are helping make the world a better place for all cats everywhere. You can find the Pussweek publications at pussweek.cat. Feel free to email me at meow at melissanewman.com.au if you have any questions or comments about the show. Help me put cat food on the table and lights on at the cat pad simply by joining our community over at patreon.com forward slash catmama. Next week, we're getting down to a very serious conversation around claws. We talk about declawing and what you can do to minimise the damage that is done with those little murder mittens. Let me know if there's any topics that you would like to cover. You've been listening to me, Melissa Newman, the Cat Mama. Thank you so much for tuning in.